0: Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 1658. I received Holy Communion upstairs, for there was no question of my going down to the chapel since I was exhausted because of intense sweating and when that passed, I had a fever and chills. I felt completely worn out. Today, one of the Jesuit priests, Father Zukovich, brought us Holy Communion. He gave the Lord to three other sisters and then to me, and thinking I was the last, he gave me two hosts. But one of the novices was lying in bed in the next cell, and there was no host left for her. The priest went back again and brought her the Lord. But Jesus told me... I enter that heart unwillingly. You received those two hosts because I delayed my coming into this soul who resists my grace. My visit to such a soul is not pleasant for me. At that point, my soul was drawn close to him, and I received a deep inner light which gave me to understand, in spirit, all the workings of mercy. It was like a flash of lightning but more distinct than if I had watched it for hours with the eyes of my body. Still, in order to write anything at all, I must make use of words, though they cannot render all of what my soul enjoyed on seeing the glory of God's mercy. The glory of the divine mercy is resounding. Even now, in spite of the efforts of its enemies and of Satan himself, who has a great hatred for God's mercy, This work will snatch a great number of souls from him, and that is why the spirit of darkness sometimes tempts good people violently so that they may hinder the work. But I have clearly seen that the will of God is already being carried out and that it will be accomplished to the very last detail. The enemy's greatest efforts will not thwart the smallest detail of what the Lord has decreed, No matter if there are times when the work seems to be completely destroyed, it is then that the work is being all the more consolidated. My soul was filled with a peace much deeper than anything I had experienced before, a divine reassurance which nothing can efface, a deep peace which nothing can disturb, even though I were to go through the severest of ordeals. I am at peace. God himself governs all things. I spent the whole day in thanksgiving, and gratitude kept flooding my soul. O my God, how good you are! How great is your mercy! You visit me with so many graces, me who am a most wretched speck of dust. Prostrating myself at your feet, O Lord, I confess with a sincere heart that I have done nothing to deserve even the least of your graces. It is in your infinite goodness that you give yourself to me so generously. Therefore, the greater the graces which my heart receives, the deeper it plunges itself in humility. O Christ, suffering for you is the delight of my heart and my soul. Prolong my sufferings to infinity, that I may give you a proof of my love. I accept everything that your hand will hold out to me. Your love, Jesus, is enough for me. I will glorify you in abandonment and darkness, in agony and fear, in pain and bitterness, in anguish of spirit and grief of heart. In all things, may you be blessed. My heart is so detached from the earth that you yourself are enough for me. There is no longer any moment in my life for self-concern. Holy Thursday, April 14, 1938. Today I felt strong enough to take part in the ceremonies of the Church. During Holy Mass, Jesus stood before me and said, Look into my heart and see there the love and mercy which I have for humankind and especially for sinners. Look and enter into my passion. In an instant, I experienced and lived through the whole passion of Jesus in my own heart. I was surprised that these tortures did not deprive me of my life. During adoration, Jesus said to me, My daughter, know that your ardent love and the compassion you have for me were a consolation to me in the Garden of Olives. St. Faustina describes here how much she suffered during that Mass in the choir loft on Palm Sunday. Then, back in the infirmary, St. Faustina receives two hosts from the priest because he thought she was the last one to receive. But there was a novice in the next cell lying in bed and the priest would then have to go back to the tabernacle to get another consecrated host for her. Jesus reveals to St. Faustina that he goes to that novice unwillingly because she resists his graces. Her heart is not open. Let's open our hearts completely to Jesus. Faustina was given a special grace through that communion to understand in spirit all the workings of mercy. It came to her in a flash. She says words cannot describe her experience of seeing the glory of God's mercy. Satan hates God's mercy because God snatches souls away from the evil one. God's mercy will triumph in the end. Satan will not be able to destroy it. Faustina experienced a deep peace. God reassured her through that grace. She spent the day thanking God for the graces that she had received. She recognized that she didn't deserve all the graces that God gives her, so she was deeply humbled. And Faustina gladly offers her sufferings to Christ as a proof of her love. Faustina is becoming more and more detached from this world as she gives her heart completely to Jesus. On Holy Thursday, Jesus told Faustina to look into his heart and to see the love and the mercy that he has for sinners. Jesus tells Faustina that her love was a consolation to him in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus of course would be able to experience the past, present, and future as the God-man.